If you guys can hear me, could you uh, give me a text? Good morning, Robert's Rockstar Nation. My name is Caleb Law, and I'm so blessed to be able to drop a little bit of nuggets I've picked up over the years with you guys today on this uh, Wednesday, November 6th, uh, 2019. Um, this is the We Build Brighter Futures calls, or the WBBF call. Um, I just want to start off by saying that I'm, uh, I've been here now little over three years, and it's getting crazy. With this HMA deal coming out, I'm going to kind of talk about that later on, um, just some minor details, but it is getting crazy, guys. I'm direct to the fabulous agency manager, Kelly Haney, um, and I'm going to kind of just go over today a little bit of mindset stuff, take some stuff out of the eight steps book. I'm also going to do my uh, phone script that I use uh, week in and week out, and uh, we'll just go from there. So the first thing that I do when I got in this business is uh, Paul handed me a book, said, hey, you need to read this thing. I was like, okay. No, I'm not a reader. I'm, I, I was not a reader at the time. I was like, I'm not going to read this in, in the back of my head. But something about this book caught my eye. Um, still haven't figured out what it was, but something caught my eye. And just going forward, I read it all the way through. And I noticed that step one really made a lot of sense. I used to be a service advisor in the car dealership world. And, uh, personal use was big in the dealership world because they would ask you what type of oil do you put in your car all the time. They would ask you your opinion. And guys, life insurance is the same way. Clients ask you that all the time. And if you can't tell them honestly and truly what you have, they will see through it all day long when you're sitting with them. Um, the biggest thing of personal use is you have to know what you're selling. So the first thing I did um, back when we got started is I wrote a policy for myself with CFG. And I got that in place. And sure enough, that meant that the first thing I sold was CFG because I already knew how to quote it. I knew how the application worked. So you have to do it on yourself to practice what you're doing 
Um, I know a teammate of mine in Austin, she just texted me the other day. She's like, hey, I finally read the eight steps book, and uh, it's time for step number one. Can you walk me through what to do? And I was like, yes, I will. And now she has an appointment tomorrow with one of her friends, and she's fired up about this Forrester's product that we got her put on. So you just have to be a walking billboard for your product and go from there. Um, step two is work. It's something that we all need to do a better job of on a day-to-day basis. I know I do. I need to do a better job of working consistently, and that's what I'm focusing on right now. Um, You just have to bear down and make the time to do what you need to do. Um, don't feel your way into an action. Act your way into a feeling. You hear Albright and all the top leaders say that all the time. You need to use your activity book to track your activity. I know right now uh, Kelly is doing accountability calls with and each week we dive deep into that activity book deeper than I even thought we I have in the whole three years I've been here but she is diving deep 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 into our activity and I'm loving it because it's holding me accountable and things that I never thought of she's helped me on things I thought I was doing good at she's like hey there's actually room for improvement here So, if you track your activity while you're doing the work, your growing upline can help you out. So, that's why it's so important to track your activity of what you are doing. Um, Step number three is listen. I love this quote that... uh, Albright put in the book, it says, God gave man two ears, only one mouth, that he might hear twice as much as he speaks. So, listening is a very, very big attribute. It comes down to um, making sure you're paying attention and listening into the hot spots, leaning in whenever the leaders are in the front of the room coaching, when they're doing the hot spot making sure that you're listening to what your client is telling you when you're sitting at the table. Guys, if you don't know it, your clients will tell you what they want to be sold. If you're not listening, you won't know that. Nine times out of ten, it always comes down to one or two sentences for me to know which way the conversation is going to go. If we're going to be looking at a term product, a whole life, an IUL, it usually comes down to one or two short sentences or questions. They will tell you, but you have to be listening. Um, The other thing is eye contact. You have to make sure that you directly face the person that is speaking to you. Um, You don't want your eyes looking down, around, wandering all around. 
Um, the biggest thing that I had to work on right away was do not interrupt. <laughs> do not interrupt the hotspot. Do not interrupt the clients. Whenever they're talking about their kids, even if you did the exact same thing on the exact same day, ask them how it was. Do not interrupt it with your opinion. Um, step number four, guys, is uh, read. Uh, like I said, I, I'm i getting better how I say this now. I am a reader now, but when I got here, I was not. I did not like to read. Um, and then I started reading this book, and Andy Albright's talking about, you know what, it's your book. Even if you take one page, rip it out, put it in your pocket, you're still reading something every day. I'm like, man, this guy's crazy. He's ripping books out. They're going to come after us. And he's like, wait. You own the book. Nothing can happen. So you have to purposely put yourself up front to learn. And reading is the only way now that we can learn truly. And the best thing about reading is while you're reading books like Think and Grow Rich, uh, the Magic of Thinking Big. All the books that Paul wants us to read, you can start doing some self-evaluation while you're reading it. And you can become aware of things that you are, are doing and are not doing. And on top of that, Andy put like four more pages of just books that we should read after this book. To make sure that we keep learning and keep growing our minds. Step number five is uh, attend all meetings. You guys. If you're in an area that doesn't have hotspots, get with your leader and see if you can do a Zoom call. See if there's some way for you to get around the fire. If you guys are in an area that does have a hotspot and you're not going, then you are not utilizing the system all the way. You're not doing what you need to be doing, um, which is in the eight steps and it does say... Step number five is attend all meetings. That means from your weekly hotspot, uh, if your um, team is having a TWC party, if you're not working and you can go. That means if you're going to convention, you have to go to convention. Um, conventions are the biggest ones for me, guys. You get so much knowledge out of national convention. <laughs> It is crazy the amount of nuggets that you will walk away from because you're hearing it from all these different leaders teaching us how to do it.
And more importantly, the hotspot needs you probably more than you think you need the hotspot. Um, we all have been to a hospital with Paul. We've all heard him say, you never know uh, which meeting you might actually learn that one nugget. We don't know which one that is, so you got to keep coming back. <laughs> and you don't know what you're doing for somebody else when every time you come back. Um, chapter 6 says, be teachable. I like to call it be coachable because... That's what my coaches used to say back in football. Um, you have to be willing to change. Not everything up front, but you have to be willing to listen. And take that corrective criticism and critiquing. And don't get frustrated about it whenever somebody starts telling you that you need to fix something. Um, there's things in this business and in life that we all need to fix. And usually it's the people that we should be listening to, go back to step three, listen, are the ones that have been here longer than us and have made the mistakes that we are going through. So if we listen to them and listen to their teachings, we'll be okay. I mean, they've made the mistakes. They've paid the way. It's just weird how, going back to the coaching side of it, people overestimate the power of a few words from a coach, but they underestimate the power of ongoing coaching. It's like, you want to be that coach that's only there on game days, or do you want to be the coach that's there 24-7? I know Paul's there all the time. Paul is constantly checking up on me, making sure I'm doing okay. Um, and that's that's the type of leader that I like. I can stand behind somebody that's always checking up on you, making sure you're doing okay, and giving you that... Um, Corrective criticism to let you know what you need to be changing. They'll also, they'll also I can't talk this morning, put you, uh, they'll go over your game plan and see what's going on. Um, the weird thing is to be teachable, don't think you're too smart to learn and don't think you're too dumb to achieve. Just make sure that when somebody's taking the time to teach you or to coach you in the right direction, just make sure that you don't block them out by already having it in your back of your mind saying, yeah, 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 I already know that. I'm, I'm good. Or saying that you don't need to know that. It gets you nowhere. Um, chapter 7 is uh, be accountable I'm kind of going back to the step number 2 these all hand in hand I 
I can tell you that ever since Kelly started doing accountability training with uh, me and Kaylee, we have uh, we've grown more than we have all year. Just in this short month that we do this every Monday, um, you have to hold yourself accountable. Um, last time I was thinking. <laughs> I was tired of the uh, 90 day challenge mentality or 90 day runs. Just put your head down for 90 days because I saw it as a finish line to let your head up. So I told Paul, I was like, hey, I'm tired of this whole 90 day run stuff. I'm going like all out for a year or two years. <laughs> but then we were up in Austin and I heard Robbie Kraft say something different. And he's like, hey, I do a bunch of 90-day challenges. He's like, probably every week or two weeks, I reset my clock to my 90-day challenge or my 90-day run. I'm like, I think that's more genius because 90 days seems a lot easier to attain versus two years. But he just keeps resetting the clock, so he never gets to that 90-day mark. So he, his head is always down and always running. Um, and you always have to just edify your thoughts and make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing. Um, and once you become accountable, it becomes a lot easier to become consistent. And once you become consistent, it's easier to create a, uh, a positive, um, a positive outlook and a positive, uh, outcome in life. Step eight is uh, the last step is communicate with a positive mental attitude. The way I read communicate with a positive mental attitude is uh almost difference between good thinking and bad thinking. That's the way I read it. It's like talk with good words, don't talk with bad words. That's the way I read it. Um guys, we're not in the life insurance business. You'll probably figure that out by now. We're in the human business, people business. And You have to make sure you know how to talk, how to communicate with other people, when to slow down your words and when to speed them up with excitement. How you say it is such a higher percentage of communication than the words that you say. Whenever you're you're talking about something bad, I I usually try to tell either Paul or Kelly like, hey, whenever I have some bad news, I'll try to find like all the positives going on that day or that week, or however long it's been since I've talked with them, and I'll go in the office or pick up the phone 
with all that leading into it, and I'll start with all the positive, and then I'll make I'll drop the bomb with the negative, and that usually makes the bad seem better than what it actually is. Um, whenever you do it that way. Communicating is everything, guys. Um, how do you communicate to your clients? How do you communicate to your agents? Just think about those on a day-to-day basis. On what are you saying, and how could you be saying it differently? Um, I mean, the success is yours. You just have to be willing to do these eight steps on a day-to-day basis. And that's the hard part. you got to pick this book up every day and check it. Make sure you're doing everything good. But, all right, guys. I'm going to roll into my phone script a little bit here. Got about uh, eight, nine minutes here. My phone script is a lot of a... I will say more of a hybrid between the Paul Minichino phone script and the Rebecca Lixie phone script. Um, if you've not heard Paul Minichino's phone script, you need to hop on board with that. Um, go on to NAA University and listen to him do his phone script. If you've not heard Rebecca Lixie's phone script, you need to get with her or your grown-up line, and they should have a recording of her doing her phone script. But uh, I was doing pretty good with just the Minikino one, you know, just making my dolls. Probably 40 to 60% book ratio on everybody I was talking with. Not the best in the world, but definitely could have been worse. But Rebecca Lixie came out, and she started having all this crazy success with all these old, old leads. I'm like, hey, I got a bunch of old leads. Let me listen to this phone script. And so I took that, and not even joking, a few weeks ago with this phone script that I use, I talked with 16 people, and I booked 14 appointments. The two that I didn't book, they were going out of town, and they were telling me that what time of the day on Monday or Tuesday they would be back. That's how much they wanted me to come back. So these people were actually were out of town. They weren't just um, making up an excuse. So whenever I go to dialing, you just have to make sure your coffee's all there. Make sure you don't go in the bathroom. Make sure you get your leads there. Your phone's all charged up. Anything that you can eliminate distraction-wise before you even start dialing, you need to do that. You need to make sure that everything's good to go. So whenever you make that first dial, and we all know that first dial is the hardest dial to make, you can just keep rolling from there. Once you make that first dial, guys, it's golden from there. But my phone script uh, kind of goes like this. I'll just say, like, uh, ring, ring, and they'll be like, hello? Hello? 
I'd be like, hey, Jeff. And Jeff would be like, yep. Like, hey, Jeff, this is Caleb. Uh, I'm a supervisor over at the Mortgage Protection Center. Um, just getting back with you about that form that you filled out, wanting some information on mortgage protection. I'm trying to get this package delivered out to you. And I'm trying to make sure we got the right address. And I'll verify his address. It'll be like 123 Main Street. He's like, yeah, that's right. I'm like, okay, and Main Street, Texas. He's like, yep. All right, cool. Now, Jeff, I'm going to be in the area dropping off these packages um, Thursday and Friday. What day works better for you? He'll say Friday. I'll say, okay, awesome, Jeff. Friday morning or afternoon? Uh, let's do a morning. Okay, cool. I got a 9 o'clock or an 11 o'clock. Which one works for you? He's like, uh, 9 o'clock. Like, okay. And then I was like, okay, Jeff. Um, then I'll be like, hey, that time works for you? He's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, is it just you? He's like, yep, just me. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'll be there Thursday at what time we say? About like 2 o'clock? He's like, no, no, no. We said Friday at 9. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Friday, 9 o'clock. And I'm writing that on paper right now. So I don't forget, Jeff. You might want to write that down so you don't forget either. And I'll be driving a white Ford car. And I'll see you Friday at 9 o'clock, okay? And he'll be like, yep. And we'll hang up. Um, to kind of break that down, the biggest thing that I got from the uh, when I changed my phone script a few months back was supervisor. For some reason, people always listen more whenever you're a supervisor than when you're not a supervisor. Um, mortgage section, package. Guys, we live in this instant um, microwavable society. People like packages from Amazon. So they hear package, they think they're getting a package, like something they ordered on Amazon. Um, and once he confirms his address, I'm giving him two options always. I'm not leaving it open-ended. Hey, Jeff, uh, what day works best for you? Uh, none of them. You see, kind of, I kind of back myself into a wall there. I can't really. It's really hard to overcome that. Once you do two options, Thursday, Friday, morning, afternoon, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you're always giving him something to choose from. Um, nine out of ten times, they'll choose one of those. There are some times that I'm like, eh, none of those times really works for me. I'm like, okay, well, then maybe afternoon works better for you. And then we'll kind of just, we'll fish around for it. We'll find what time works best for them. And we'll book it. Um, the other thing that I do, uh, I don't ask them, hey, is your house pink with purple polka dots? Um, what kind of cars in your driveway? Now, if it looks like a country road or something, I'll ask them, like, hey, how far out is this road? Or if I can get it with GPS, make sure they know I'm coming to their house. Um, I'll go back. More I think about it, probably 
80% of the time, I do actually ask them what type of car they drive. So that is one that I do ask. But what I really have noticed that helps my uh, sit ratio is whenever I start fumbling at the end on purpose, it's a mistake that I throw up in the air. And I'll start writing down like completely different time than what they were saying. I mean, I've already written down all my lead. Once I say that time, I'm like, all right, cool. I write it down Friday, 9 o'clock. And then I'm writing it back to them. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're doing Thursday at 2 o'clock, right? And he's like, no, 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 we're doing Friday at 9. Whenever I do that right there, it's reminding them Friday at 9. And it also gives me a way into saying, okay, I'm writing that down right now. Jeff, why don't you go and write it down also make sure you don't forget. It's just a more organic and natural way of getting that in there than saying, hey, go grab a pen and paper. I'm saying, hey, I'm writing it down right now. Why don't you go ahead and write it down too? Because I clearly make mistakes. And from there, guys, I think last time I sat, I had 15 appointments. I sat 10 of those. The week before that, I had 13 appointments. I sat 11. For some reason, once I started doing that small mistake there at the end, it has increased my sit ratio like crazy. So from now on, it don't matter if I've only given them one time of the day, I'll completely mess it up just to make sure that they know. Um, that's probably the biggest nugget I've learned. I forgot who I learned that from. In the alliance, you'll you'll learn real quick. You give somebody credit the first time, second time you give a unknown person credit, third time it's yours. Um, but that's all I got, guys. Tune back in uh, tomorrow morning at 7.30, and I'll go over my ATM presentation. And we'll get going from there. If you all have any questions, y'all can text me directly. Um, here's my number for a lot of you guys that don't have it. A lot of times what we used to do is we used to call everybody when we were in the home. If I didn't answer, um, somebody can call Jeff. Somebody can call Jenny. Somebody can call Trina, Phil, George. We have a line like 13 people deep. And I just want to add my number to that bucket. It's 512 seven six nine two three four four if I don't already have your number um just text me uh your first and last name so I know who it is. Thanks guys.